Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Game Shows. This week we will be doing another reality rundown. We will be going over the celebrity Big Brother. I am two-time game show loser J.D. Lape, and as always, sitting next to me here is our resident aspiring game show contestant, Adrian Perez. Hey Adrian, good to see you, buddy. What's up, man? Good to see you. Good to be back. Yeah. We missed you there for a little bit. Uh, I know both of us have been feeling under the weather at random times here over the last couple of weeks, so it's good to finally both be healthy and back on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Good. This, this is a good one. It's a good, entertaining. Uh, this is only my second uh, second season of getting into Big Brother, but, but I'm enjoying it so far. This is a very fast-paced version. I mean, the people are only going to be in there for about three, maybe four weeks, and we're already a week away from the finale, so... With 11 celebrities in there, let's get our quick thoughts about what we thought of the celebrities and were we expecting maybe bigger names or do you think they got enough big names or what do you, like, where, 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 are, where are we? Because I, I, this is, this is uh, Dancing with the Stars and Celebrity Apprentice part three, you know, because most of these people had been on one of the, on one of those two episodes or two shows, excuse me. Yeah. And, you know, we had talked about it ourselves about when it was coming out and the anticipation for it. And it was kept extremely close uh, and tightened in from, from CBS and having airing one commercial, I think, the week before. They were super secretive online. Nothing had leaked. So when I heard that, I thought, okay, one of two things. One, this is going to be a great celebrity cat. It's going to have some pretty big names on it. And they're just going to roll it out and kind of get that shock value from everyone. Or they're struggling to get people and people are dropping out. Yeah. And they're not quite sure what direction they're going in. So... They're going to keep it tight in and then last minute fill the slots. I'd say I guess I'm okay with it because some of the celebrities I enjoy seeing or I'm familiar with. But at the same time, uh, I don't think that star power is there. I think this is something that, like, if it's your first season doing Celebrity Big Brother, come out big. Come out, you know, hard. And I think this is, like, something we would see maybe Big Brother Celebrity Edition Season 4 or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, considering that they're only in the house maybe, like, what, 25 days or so. and I thought they might have been able to pitch this a little bit better to different people. So in terms of name power, maybe not the most impressive cast. But I will say watching them play, I have been pretty impressed. Or at least more impressed than I have been with recent seasons with regular players. So I don't know if that's an indictment on the summer version. Or if that just means these players are really good. I think it's more an indictment on the summer myself. Adrian, what do you think of that? Could be. Like you said, some of them came from The Apprentice or Celebrity Apprentice. So that's that's at least giving them some insight to the reality games, to the scheming, to the, the understanding of how the game's going to go. T- touching back on the actual cast, I think some of it has to do with the fact that they're keeping the actual purse. Yeah. You know, They're actually keeping the $250,000 purse as opposed to Playing for charity. Playing for charity, where you might get bigger celebrities, obviously. You know, it's hard to entice certain celebrities. Not to say two hundred and fifty grand is isn't a lot of money, but for the type of money larger celebrities are making, I mean, they do a movie set and, you know, they're, they're, they're getting upwards of a couple million in a few months. So maybe that's something they can look into in the beginning. But again, I think we're getting value out of it because it is a good game. They're playing it well. They understand it. And for the celebrities that are there, it actually kind of fits. You know, again, the star power... The shock value wasn't there, but the way they're playing the game so far and the understanding of the game, uh, I'm okay with it. I'm satisfied. Yeah, maybe this will convince uh, the powers that be that the summer version should also go back to its shorter 
days as they were maybe four or five years ago when they were playing closer to 70 days as opposed to closer to 100 days. Now, I know ratings-wise, Big Brother is gold for CBS during the summer. That's why they've expanded it incrementally over the last four or five years, and that's why we're seeing 90 to 99 days now. Unfortunately, I feel like the gameplay suffers and drags. I guess some seasons more at the beginning, some during the middle. But if we go back to maybe around a 70-day season, we knock off three weeks, you know, gameplay might speed up a little bit. And maybe instead of 16 people, we bring it down to 14. You know, we're just kind of like speeding things along. We're kind of trimming the fat before the fat even gets in there. You know what I mean? Because with 16 people in the Big Brother house over 90-something days, that's a lot to get through. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. And again, I understand that in the beginning of watching this season, I kind of was like, oh man, this is dragging a little bit. Um, it, I think it does two things. Obviously, the, the ratings are there, and during summers when you don't have your primetime shows on, yeah. so they got to get that value of, okay, three days a week, how we keep people engaged. It also does, it, it lets you buy in to the guests in the house. You get to see more time with them, you get to see more interaction. Yeah. Um, I don't know, based on other reality shows, and not to say this is good or bad, but if they're going to drag on that long, I'd say either have games more intermittently. Every night should be something. Definitely every night should be, which I think they do a decent job at, either an HOH or uh, um, some veto. type of competition or a veto or a nomination. But it does drag. And I think either have more guests on and make it a bigger Big Brother cast in the beginning so you're eliminating people more often. So like I said, we have a little more double eliminations, a little more action in the house. Um, or give them more boost so there's more maybe enjoyable to watch and maybe there's uh, <laughs> a little more drama happening. That's what like the challenge and some of these other ones do in the Patser where we've we've been counting drinks before <laughs> right. and we're like, wow, these guys are pretty uh, – it's getting pretty lit in that house. But yeah, I, I can tell if someone drags. But this one's going – again, it's fast-paced. It's quick. Um, I just realized I missed an episode. I was like, oh, my God, because there's so many on. But uh, – I think for the celebrities that are in there, for what's happening so far, I think the value is definitely there. With this version being so quick and playing so fast, Big Brother wasted no time in introducing its first twist, which was that gift bag twist in week one, which essentially moved HOH from Shannon to Keisha. And here's where I think Keisha and Amorosa kind of made their first mistake in that once Keisha became HOH and made her nominations with chuck and james and then shannon wins veto keisha wanted to pull uh chuck off and put mark up because mark let it slip to keisha that he would pull off james if he won veto and armorosa in her confessionals was 100 percent behind this plan saying oh we got to do shock and awe we have to like keep our enemies on their toes and, and things of that nature and so they can make mistakes. But my thinking is Mark already made a mistake without any prodding. Like he gave up all this, he gave up this information without, you know, much manipula manipulation. It was just straight up, uh, who do you think you're going to pull off if you win the veto? And he said, oh, probably James. Like that, that's a guy you want in the house because you know he'll be good for information. Yeah. Down He's definitely going to let it spill. I mean, he wasn't. Yeah. So you, you don't want to rock that boat and try to put, Mark on the block. So that's mistake number one. And then number two, this was Keisha's idea and she's HOH. So of course her alliance is going to be okay with it because she's in power. And so when Shannon is like, I don't know if I want to do this, 
both Keisha and Amorosa are like self or Shannon is selfish. She doesn't want to do it. She's looking out for her game, not for the whole alliance. And I'm just like, well, yeah. Well, that, that's, that's then, what it is. Yeah, and then <laughs> but then you don't want to call her out either because now you're creating the, a bigger friction in the alliance instead of just saying, okay, I got that in my head now. Now I know. Keep Shannon. it. Save it in your back pocket. Understand it. And, and that's, yeah, I'd love to cut you off. But that's what it's, it's no, that, go ahead. That, again, you're in this game for yourself. But to create alliances, you have to have an understanding that, hey, we're creating an alliance. Okay, at some point, this alliance has got to break up. Keep that in your back pocket and say, Shannon's the one who came up with stuff first. Yeah. So when it's time and when we're ready to say, hey, look, this alliance has got to break up or we got to make a move within our alliance, you've got that in your back pocket. Hey, by the way, week one, you did this. Therefore, bad, you're the first one to go for us. But yeah, to go after and kind of spearhead it, you're making more enemies than you should already. I think they just painted a big target on their back. Yeah, I, I feel like. They just got a little power hungry, and it, and it happens. Like, HOHI, this happens. You see this. Especially with every, the first one. The first HOH yeah. is big. Yeah. Uh, Keisha and Amorosa overplayed their hand a little bit, I thought. Uh, but then Shannon was also playing a little aggressive, probably a little too aggressive for her own good. I'm not faulting Shannon for winning that first HOH because it ended up being down to her and James and all the girls at that time were together. So she felt like she had to do it for her alliance. So I don't blame her for that. The veto, I know she felt compelled to win that to keep the nominations the same. However, I think she could have done that without spelling a 16-letter word because when you're too good at something... It creates a target. Yeah. People see that, understand that, and you're, you've got to... Again, yeah, you want to play the game, you want to be dominant and win, but to me, that first situation is big. You've got it already. Don't rock more boats because by getting that veto, now you have to make another decision. Yeah. You're already going to make something. You already have been. You've already made a decision that's going to either piss people off by being hoh. Now you win the veto vote. People are expecting you to do something about it, or it's just as big of a move if you don't do anything about yeah. it. So it's like let someone else your lines win, or don't make it so obvious that you're trying to win it because again, it's going to make the moves. It's going to make more moves for you, yeah. and then you're making that a bigger target on you because now, oh, you want HOH? Oh, now you're going to be, oh, now you're not going to use it? Cool. Now we know where you stand, and then here you go. Now you're next. Yeah, and then, at least the way the edit presented it to us, Shannon was the one who orchestrated the flip to keep James on that first eviction night and get rid of Chuck. So you got strikes one, two, and three, and at that point, you got to think, is it long for this game? Yeah, when people see you're trying to make too many moves in the beginning, yes, people will follow you. However, they see that, and then behind closed doors, like it happened later on, they, they think, okay, you're trying to manipulate us now. You're trying to play your game. How are we going to make sure that this doesn't keep happening? And then you're going to be, again, you have that target now, and they understand. We're going to try and get you out now. So now we're, we have to come up with something to where we're going to go along with this, and you're next. So let's talk about Keisha's vote out. As a person, I can empathize with her. Wanting to go be with her daughter if she feels like her breast milk is depleting and whatnot. As a game player, as a fan of this show, and as a viewer of this show, these guys are only, they're in there for about four weeks, if that. They knew kind of what they were signing up for. They knew the duration. They knew what they were playing for. A quarter million dollars. And as Keisha said, like no amount of money is worth being away from her daughter now. But compare that to the summer editions where they're in their 90 days. It's just as a person, sure, I empathize. As a viewer and a fan, not so much. I want to see some gameplay here. 
Keisha knew what she was in for. I don't know what he Yeah, doing. I mean, she knew what she was in for. And I've seen two ways. Obviously, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Like, your family's everything. Like, exactly. I, I'm, the, I'm, the, you know, I'm definitely one to talk. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But it's like, again, you know what you signed up for. And you knew what the risks and the rewards were. And you know you're in it for 250 grand. And obviously, this will make a lot of difference for you and your family in the future. Again, it's two things for me. Number one was, you know what's, what's happening. Two is... The preparation that went into it. Did you not think or understand that you're going to be away for it? I get it. Pumping breast milk is different. You can freeze it, whatever. But you have to be ready for this kind of stuff. And, you know, like to me, even me, I don't have a kid. I'm not married, nothing. But if I know I'm going to be stuck in the Big Brother house, there's potential that I can be in there for over three months, almost four months. Okay, what does my job look like? How am I going to be set? Will I be able to rebound from it? Do I have things set up? How am I going to get rent out to people? Should I set up like automatic pay? Should I get these things going? You have to know that. Understand that. And... For her, that just, to me, it seems like you obviously didn't know what, what it entailed. You obviously weren't prepared for it. And you probably weren't going to win this game anyway then. If you couldn't prepare for something like that and understand it. And yes, like I said, it's hard. It's different. I know there's emotional attachment involved. You get into, like, um, I guess her stress level. She couldn't produce enough milk right. because, again, there's that separation. You have anxiety. I totally get all that. But if you weren't ready for it, you weren't prepared before, you probably weren't going to make it long in this game. You want to go out and bow out, that's fine. Go out and bow out. Me, you know, just being so early in the game for some of the other people, obviously when anybody goes home, it's okay. And when anybody goes home, it's like, whatever. Yeah. I would have probably been upset about it and been like, cool, she's leaving, number one. I can chill back here because I'm not going home this week. But I definitely wouldn't have confronted her. And the way that she gets confronted by uh, Brandy, Brandy yeah. it's like, now you just made it even worse. And again, you're creating friction. You're painting a target on yourself now for kind of being a, a bitch about it. And it's like, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, she said that, whatever, cool. <coughs> but to me, if she wasn't prepared to go on the show, you're not going to be prepared and smart enough and be able to scheme enough to make it to the show. Right. And that's, to me, whatever. She wanted to go home, vote her out, get her out of the house. You know, I guess it's like a mercy kill. You know, let her go. It's not you that week. So if I was in the house, I'd be like, cool, take the bullet. But at the same time, it's like you've got to have you got to be mentally strong and mentally aware for this, and you've got to have things set in place yep. to where hey, I could be in this house for four weeks without my newborn baby. What's what's plan B? What can I do, and how can I set this up to make this worthwhile? Um, I'm not going to jump into another show, and obviously it's different. You know, male and female, mother and physical attachment different. I watched Top Chef this season, and one of the chefs, and Top Chef is, I want to say it's almost three months as well. It's about two months, two and a half months. He had a newborn baby. His wife was due. She had the baby while he's on the show. Wow. His only child. First of all, it's their only child. And it's not even, it's not even, it wasn't even born of his wife. It was through a midwife. Oh. Uh, because they couldn't conceive. Because they've tried for so many years, couldn't have one. So they finally got someone to agree. It's, it's their miracle first child. But he understands what I can win off this. And the opportunity this is giving me will set me up for the rest of my life. And I'm here. And he sticks to it. And he knows it. And he, at the end, he even says, this is killing me. It's hurting me. But my drive is to one day be able to look at my kid and say, hey, look, this is what I've done. Because of this, look how we're set up for it. I risked everything for us, for our new family. Yeah. So if you're not set up for it or you're not ready or you're not engaged, you're not going to win the show anyway. And you probably shouldn't go on this. So again, I was very upset. And I was kind of hurt. And it's like, this is the opportunity some people look for their whole life. Yeah. And if you weren't ready for it, bow out. Let someone else that could have used it or someone else that was ready for it take that place. Yeah, especially the <clears throat> fact, like we had mentioned, this is a... 
a very truncated version, you know, this is about 25 to 30 days, and they're still playing for a quarter million, which is half of the normal version. But Yeah, this is definitely a good season to be in it. Yeah, right? Like These celebrities are, are kind of getting it made here. I mean, you know, you're only in the house for four weeks. You, you got uh, videos from home on day 17 the other night during the live eviction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Winter World Peace has been on the road longer than that. <laughs> Right, that, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, I understand being away from your family, and this is a totally different situation in terms of the stress and anxiety in the house, playing a game. You can't trust anybody. But these people, I would assume, a lot of them, like Meta especially, being a basketball player on the road for a lot of the year, these people have been on the road for a long time. And not to say that they're not allowed to miss their families. It's just that part I can't empathize with as much, you know? Uh, these people are... I've been away longer. In yeah. other states from that or for work so yeah i get it and maybe the the, the difference is the connection of like the cell phones and we're so quick to like communicate through text or email whatever it is but yeah it's kind of like relaxed man it's been like two and a half weeks and i'm sure you forgot one time like shit i'm gonna call my mom in a week like, it's like, so it's not that big of a deal <laughs> And then especially the fact that the, the game's gonna end in, in like 10 days and yeah. it's a week from today actually you know we're recording on Sunday. The third eviction, which we talked about, Shannon kind of overplaying her hand, strikes one, two, and three with HOH veto and orchestrating the flip. It comes around to catch up with her here, the third eviction, where she gets voted out. She gets put on the block with James by Ariadna. And Shannon, I understand why they're going after Shannon. But a lot of the reason, too, is that they felt like her and James had this final two. And while they did have a four-person alliance with Ross and Marissa, that Ross and Marissa weren't that serious about, we never saw Shannon and James say, like, hey, we're final two. And to be honest, those two being so strong, it would make no sense for them to agree to be the final two. Yeah, I don't know if they'd want that. You know, I don't know if they definitely want that. I think definitely one of them would cross each other eventually. Yeah. But you, you don't, you don't, you never want to take the strongest player to the end. And any reality games I've seen or any competition that I've seen, that never works. It's never the strongest two at the end purposely. It might happen eventually, but the strongest two never say, yeah, let's take each other to the end. Right. Because when that comes out the last three or four, there's always a super weak or what they call in some of these a layup. And you have your opportunity, you're like, yeah, I'm going to take it. Because I'd rather go to a final or, you know, go to the end with this person who I'm more confident that I can beat as opposed to the person that's probably been my biggest rival this whole game. But other than that reason, I the right move, I think, was Shannon and James. The whole house was behind it, so Ari wasn't getting any blood on her hands, so to speak. Yeah, they had, they had targets already. They're the strongest. They know they're coming after them, so yeah. it was an easy choice. Yeah. I was sad to see Shannon go, even though I understood... Because she's Why the hottest person in the house. Well, yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like so that, that was reason one. Yeah, I can't was gone. I was like, oh. <laughs> James, though. James from Big Time Rush, though. I was like, okay, James. <laughs> James is like, he's... He's like he's the cocky guy this year, but he's still entertaining to watch. And I find myself he's not a dick about it. Yeah, yeah, like, I, like, yeah. I'm still kind of rooting for him too because it's it's yeah. a lot of times in for us on the show we see the confessionals and he's and he's you know being smart ass and everything else like that. And I know some of the people in the house don't like him, so he probably does it a little more than what we see or what we're able to see on the show, but. I'm liking his swagger right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't well, think he's going to win, but I'm, 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 yeah. I'm enjoying him watching him yeah. on TV. Yeah, it's definitely fun watching him. I mean, he's not Cody, which I love Cody anyway. He's not Cody cocky or like a dick like Cody, but he's competitive. 
it's fun to see that he's involved in almost every the end of every competition, whether it's head of household or a veto. It's basically you got to be James. Like everyone knows, you got to right. be James. So it's fun to watch. Yeah. And speaking of James, he gets pulled into the four-person Ari, Brandy, Ross, and Marissa alliance to become their fifth to guarantee his vote. And I believe this was before the veto competition that he won. They brought him in just in case he wins veto to guarantee his vote against Shannon. And now here's where that hinky vote comes in that Brandy put out there where she voted to evict mark versus shannon and i thought she would play it where she would deny it and everyone would then think that was james because james and shannon had been close and so he probably didn't vote for her and this was a way for brandy to kind of get her alliance to go back against james even though they just pulled him in and yeah but well not not to keep him in but to tell her alliance hey i think he voted for shannon so like let's uh because Brandy doesn't like James. No, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Well, keep him in, like, the spotlight. Like, keep him oh, like, yeah, up yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure he Sorry. keeps staying voted uh, Keep yeah. staying voted in. Make sure that he keeps... Yeah, keep the target keep on his back. Keep the target on him, right. Yeah, Make yeah, sure yeah. that he keeps being nominated. Make sure we keep James in where he's at, being nominated or on the chopping block. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that, that would be the smart move. However, it, it, we find out it wasn't even about that. It was a sympathy vote and... Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> It was like totally last minute, and then and then Brandy goes and tells the rest of her alliance what she did, and it's like are, are, you're supposed to be a Big Brother fan. You say you've watched the show before. Why why are we confessing the hinky votes? I yeah. know and if you're gonna do it, like you said don't keep your mouth shut. And be like I feel bad, or whatever. And then well, I don't know who did it. Me, right. yeah. You said most people are probably gonna think it was James or something. Well, I don't know, but. Don't definitely do it and be like, hey guys, by the way, I fucked up. Or this is what yeah, I right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry about it. We won't vote you in next. Yeah, no. Yeah, all right. No, it's okay. We won't put you up on the block. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, No, of course not. So we get into this uh, new HOH competition. It's the wall comp, except instead of standing, uh, they're kind of sitting on this little platform thing in front of a basketball court. and We finally get introduced to Slop because the first three people who fall off the wall are on slop until further notice, probably for a few days until the next HOH competition. So that was Meta, Ross, and Mark, which is surprising, but not. These wall comps are not to bigger guys' favor. So a bigger guy like Meta and then Ross, who, who like myself, has a little more weight than probably what is yeah. And he's healthy. not a small guy either. Ross is pretty tall too. Yeah. So he's not little. Yeah, so the these wall comps aren't made for the heavier or the taller. These are made for more petite, shorter people. Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's how we get to Omarosa being our new HOH. I mean, I... I yeah, again, her and James, the last two on the wall. Yeah, everyone. It's it's, it's got you. Got to be James. I mean, I, I I'm very surprised that he's not back up on the block. To be honest, this is one of those guys <clears throat> where people talk about. Okay, this is the physical threat. Like this is the guy that we he he's gonna be in there every single week competing. And I'm usually like, yeah, but is he really? No, this is the guy who's proven time in and time out now. Gonna happen. He's yeah, there. he's a threat. Yeah, he's gonna be there. He's either gonna win or be one of the last two or three standing each time. And so now with Shannon out, also he's kind of got Mark, but that's it. Like Mark and him have been buddies so far this season. 
Yeah, and it's funny because uh, people always comment like when you have like a, a couple or a twosome, you break them up and now the other person is standing on their own. But I think someone like James, that's where he's going to be the most dangerous. Because now he's looking to team up with someone. He's looking for someone to say, hey, look, I can help you out, help me out. And he's already a target. Just throw him back on there already. He's not going to come back at you personally because he's already been up twice. Someone's already nominated him. But to me, again, yeah, you get him out and you, or you keep nominating him until he gets out. Let him fight for it. Let him have to win every veto. Let him have to win the HOH competitions. Like, sooner or later, it's either going to fault on him or he's going to have to make a deal with someone. And you don't want him making a deal with someone else before you have a chance to get him out because then he is going to come back. And now he's gaining numbers slowly but surely. That lone wolf mentality is, is he's got to survive. So make him go up every single time. If not, then, yeah, he's, he's probably going to come back at you when you don't because he's going to find someone to team up with. Someone like a Mark or a Meta who has no yeah. idea what's going on, <laughs> but sees, shit, the strongest guy wants to team up with me. Let me ride this out. Now James has his layup for the final, and he beats him. So, Yes, yeah, so I think what's going to work for James right now is that he's now the ultimate meat shield. People aren't going to want to get rid of him because, or at least the, the person in power, because you get rid of him, now the next biggest target is probably going to be the, rank, the outgoing HOH. And so it's everyone's going to expect the next person to then take the shot at him when in reality everyone is probably going to use him as a meat shield. And this is different than a lot of other seasons in that pairs, usually there's one person that is stronger, noticeably stronger than the other. Right. So when you split up a pair, that person left over is kind of just out there for the taking. Whereas this time, I think you really need to hone in and get James because... Everyone's going to wait for the next person to take care of him because he's going to be a meat shield for me, which is fine. But then we get down to the final three or four, then all of a sudden James Maslow is still there. And then he runs the table with back-to-back HOHs at the end and vetoes and everything else. And, you know, he's going to be the front runner to win this game because he was the one of the biggest threats, if not the biggest threat from day one. From the beginning, yep. And here he is in the final two. You know, like that's that's on everyone else for not for not doing that. It's gonna this season will be different too because people are going home from the jury. They're not being sequestered, so they're gonna go home and be able to watch all these Everything. episodes. And yeah. who knows how these guys are gonna react? The last time they did it was Big Brother Three, so that was a good 15, 16 years ago, and that jury was bitter AF. Oh, of course, yeah. And so the person that probably should have won that pro- that played the better game didn't and the person who was nicer won well it's also too because now you have to see what we see so production can technically spin it how they want it they can show mm. and error what they want and kind of manipulate the game not to say they do but they can so now you're only sitting bits and pieces as opposed to living there being it and then not knowing anything until you're back in the house and again they show clips sometimes but now you're able to see what you think is everything and understanding that and now you're like oh, okay well he did this or that's going on or Oh wow! This will really happen. It's like, well, that's what they're showing you. Yeah. So now, now at the end, they have to vote. But James also isn't—he's also dangerous because he's not playing. You know, not to refer too much to last season, but it's not like Paul. Paul, where he's politicking. James just is winning. So yeah. at the end, it's not like he's screwing anybody over. He's not really making super alliances. He's just winning. So at the end, if you're going to vote for him, on paper, he looks like the best candidate to vote for. Yeah, the only alliance he made was that four-person with Shannon, Ross, and Marissa. And Marissa and Ross 
didn't take that very seriously. That that wasn't their main no. core line. That and was so, all Shannon. That was Crazy James just being there at the moment and saying, Okay, like I'm in this. Like Yeah. It and, wasn't him pushing forward and saying he disagreed. So okay, yeah, this is us four. Yeah. Yeah. We keep it this four and that's it. Yeah, and his only alliance shattered within days. And like you said, he's just been winning out and with this target on his back. And if he's there at the end, you're gonna have to be pretty bitter. He he would have have to have done something in the house to annoy yeah. you so badly, and I know Brandy hates him right now, so that might be one vote. Cool, one vote. <laughs> yeah, but one vote. If James is there, I don't know who's gonna beat him. Legit, like unless, like I said, unless they're super bitter and he did something in the house that we're not seeing, or he does something. Right, he keeps playing this game this way. He's just winning the games, so he's not scheming. He's not screwing anybody over. He's not going back on his word. There's no like. He's just winning, and that's that's the most dangerous competitive. But yeah, I agree. He's got to be on that block every time. And if he is, then you don't have a target on your back because you're just following suit. And you literally can say that nomination. Say, hey, you were nominated last week. I'm going to nominate you again and then nominate someone else. You know, pl play it off how you want, but he's going to keep coming back. Yeah, you can't keep him around as a meat shield, like I said, because that's how, that's how strong players end up quote-unquote float through the game, even though they're not really floating. It's just a matter of everyone is looking at them as a meat shield for their game. And eventually, when everyone thinks that, no one's going to get rid of you. And that's how you end up with a strong player that ends up going under the radar just because they had that perceived notion from early in the game, and then they take a step back into the shadows, and they just play the, well, I'm a big name card. Like, you just keep me around. You know, as long as I'm in, they're not going to look at you. Until they do look at you, and here we are in the final. So yep. the more we talk about this now, like not only was I rooting for, kind of rooting for James because he's fun to watch, but now I'm thinking like he has a legit shot unless someone finally decides to take that shot, and it might be at the final four or five, which will be like what Tuesday or something, because <laughs> we have eight people in the house and only seven days left of the game, so we're gonna have like four double evictions. This yeah, week, so we so got I don't know. after uh, dang after tonight's episode, we've got Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, that's it. Wow, there's five... Oh, there's an episode Saturday? This there's week? five episodes this week. Oh, uh, okay. That's how so, they're... Yep. Wow. Yeah, tonight, we get a break on Tuesday. <laughs> but tonight, Monday, Wednesday, another break on Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Okay, that's Saturday. Five episodes this week. Okay, that Saturday episode <clears throat> makes a lot of sense now, just because... I think they'll be they're able to set up the finale. The Sunday episode is just pretty much voting, probably, and finale. And right. They might go. Okay, so let's let's break it down. All right, tonight was nominations. Tomorrow will be the eviction. We'll veto an eviction, but eviction. And then we'll start the new HOH. Wednesday, so that leaves seven people. Wednesday, assuming they don't accelerate this and vote someone out again on Wednesday. Double elimination. Well, uh, you still have to, no so shit. You gotta get. But I think we'll need one double eviction. Yeah, because we've got to get rid of one, two, what is that? Five people in four episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think they. So Wednesday probably will be a surprise eviction. Then maybe Friday might be the double, just because Friday's a two-hour episode, or or at least if the pattern holds true, it's been two hours on Friday. So let's say they do a double on Friday. So then that brings us all the way down to four already, and we do. Another eviction Saturday, which gets us down to the final three. And then Sunday, they might even do another double on Saturday to get it down to final get it two. Down to two. And then Sunday, or, or, or just do, yeah. Or start it Sunday with the three, <clears throat> and then that's it. It happens right there, and they vote. But that's, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, so 
Yeah, that. But I didn't realize they were going to be on Saturday this week, and that that makes this schedule make a lot more sense, just because there's way too many people. Yeah, they're not really going up against anything. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's nothing same. sports are good. So you're, yeah, Saturday. Saturday seems like a good episode. Again, there's nothing on. This is All Star Weekend, so I'm sure they want to do that Saturday. Damn, we've got six episodes left in uh, six episodes in eight days. I know. Oh, Celebrity Big Brother, we hardly knew you. Right. It's a shame, too, because it, it literally just did start, and now it's already going to end. And and I think we've both been enjoying this season. And it's good. Again, in the beginning, the shock value wasn't there for the celebrities. You know, but the ones they do have, you know, not bad. So, again, decent cast, and I wasn't blown away. But they're playing the games well. I think they did a good job at kind of getting the right personalities in there. Maybe they casted that a little bit better. Um, but very enjoyable season. Lots of fun. Um, some of the twists are cool. I will say I do like a lot of the games they've been playing so far. The competitions are pretty fun. They're even keeled. It's not all physical or all mental yet. So we'll see what the next couple of games. Are. What, what do you think? What next couple of games do you think they've got to play during the season? Language missing. We saw. Uh, I think. Well, Otev's got to make. We got to have Otev. We got to have Otev. I, I I can't wait. What else? Oh man. Um, oh. Well, I mean, Bolarino was fantastic. I love Bolarino. Yeah, well, I was going to say that they've done a good job of getting like the, the classic, whether like new classic or whatever, like the most popular games. They did the Bolarina. They just did the wall comp. They did a, a, a similar one for the first HOH where they had to hold on. Uh, they've done that in, in various ways in throughout the seasons where they've had to hold on. Tri- have they done a trivia one yet? Or I guess a past season one? They haven't done that yet, right? Where they uh, do like a... Yeah, they kind of did one for the, the veto where Kishi got voted out where they had the, the, the billboards. Julie would ask a question and it was like, are the number of dogs in this picture... Right, right, right. Seven more, less, or exactly the number seven. And so they had to ring yeah. in. And-, and then towards the end, they always do the one where it's about the season where they have the true or false, like... Uh, Whatever, Metal World Peace took five naps in this room. Day, whatever. They always, <laughs> so they always have that one. So that, that one's always pretty good too. But uh, yeah, so far the games have been pretty even keeled. Competition's pretty uh, all around the place except for James who's always in the final two. But not bad this season. No, not at all. The the fast pace of it. I, oh, I think what, what worked well too is that the celebrities, they had a good mix mm. of people that – they had a wide range of people that were super fans to people that had never seen an episode – in their life, and they were upfront about it <laughs> yeah. the whole time, as opposed to during the summer when it's like fifteen out of sixteen people have never seen the show, but they you have that them. one or two super fans were there. Yeah, but then they try to make lie them, about it. Yeah, yeah, they they try to make them lie down and be like, "Oh my god, this this is so great! My favorite season is is like season nineteen with Paul," and it's just like, "Oh, so last season was your favorite season? Yeah, I'm sure you've seen a lot more seasons then." But it's great to to see that range of like. Shannon and Ross and Marissa being super fans. Then you have people like Brandy and Omarosa that enjoy it and they watch it and they know the game. And then you have like Meta who's like, I've never seen a, a show in my life. Like, I don't think I, I even I, watch this TV. I don't, if he is, I would love to see something on that guy's TV. I, I don't even know how to vote people out properly from episode <laughs> yeah. one. Oh my God, that was so good. That might be the best Big Brother moment mm. in the history of the show. And just, the look of just pure disappointment on his own face because he voted the wrong way. Which wouldn't have mattered anyway. Right. Chocolate um, <laughs> still gone. But he's so happy. He goes into that room and they replay it. And he says, my vote is for Chuck. And he's like super happy about it. And leaves and even says like hi to someone. And it's just like yeah. the pure innocence of this guy. And it's like 
this guy was beating up people in the stands <laughs> at one point. Like, right. how is this big, lovable, just, oh, my God, this guy is, he's, he's literally out of this world, which is hilarious. Like, he's he's not all there, I think, but he's just, like, know, right? he's like a big eight-year-old kid, like, stuck in this place. And to think, like, how could you piss this guy off? Like, what made you, made him fight people who pay money to see him in the stands? But, yeah, he's definitely enjoyable. I love watching him, but, yeah, uh, it's, yeah uh, he's, he's de- clueless. Yeah, he is definitely the most entertaining. As entertaining as it is to watch James, because, like, he knows what's going oh. on. Meta is just the best. Because he, he makes friends with Orwell the Owl in yeah. there. And then when people tell him his name is Orwell, he's like, it's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Or when he's playing with his pink ducks. <laughs> oh, God, that scene. In, in the hot tub with the flamingos. Oh, my God. And he's talking to the camera, and he loves that the camera responds to him. And the camera he's nodded. He's so happy. <laughs> he's so happy that the camera nods. I mean, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and he makes a reference now to where he wanted to go home. He didn't want to be there. And now his job is to make everyone pay for that. He's like, yeah, you're going to keep me in the house. Meta's going to make you pay. Meta's going to send you home. It's like, oh, my God. This guy's amazing. Which would be great, but you actually have to do stuff, Meta. Like, like you're talking a lot in the diary, which is great, but... You're still just a non-factor out there. But, no, but you you do you, boo-boo. Like, it's... It's great. Like, if you're not going to actually play the game, like don't be a, a, a wallflower or a doormat. Like actually like be entertaining in some way. And best, Meta is just... The best thing he's done is just lay in the room with his headphones on and not move. And they literally <laughs> were like, this is the perfect thing for you. Come in here. Don't let Shannon, uh, oh, don't let yeah. Shannon talk to yeah, Ariadna. Yeah. Just sit here and play your music. And that's literally all he does for hours. Um, but I mean, he is he is who he is. And I actually think if we're going to start calling out, we should do that. We should see. He's my dark horse. Oh, yeah. He's, he's my dark horse to win this game. Oh, yeah. Mark McGrath is playing like the, hey, I'm kind of going to show I'm dumb and slow in this game and hide on the radar. Meta's perfected that. And whether he's trying to or not, I think Meta, because he's obviously an athlete, so there's going to be some things where he comes in is probably going to win at the end. People are going to be like, holy shit, like Meta won that. Like Meta set a household. But he's lovable. He's not creating waves. Yep. He's the dark horse. To me, if I had to pick yeah. someone to win, it's going to be James. Secondly, I'd pick Metal World Peace. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to argue with that uh, just because in some post-game interviews with Shannon Elizabeth, she gave her winner pick, and she said, Meta, if he just keeps doing what he's doing, like, Meta's going to win. Now, now they say that now because being evicted is just fresh and everything, but if they go back and review the season, especially for someone like Shannon who's a super fan, is she going to let her emotional feelings take her that far or i guess it depends on who's sitting in the final two but if there's someone who has played a really good game but she may not have liked or like or feel betrayed by like if it's ross versus meta oh she's gonna be super salty i think she's salty no matter what okay i think she's good she's she's she says she's a fan of the game but i think the way she went out she feels betrayed she's gonna be salty i think she's gonna pick someone she has, I think she is a higher risk of voting for someone, depending on how the rest of this game goes, but as it stands, Mark or Meta or James and anybody else in the house. Everybody else, I think she says, she says it from the beginning. She's like, again, from day one, they're against me. I was like, no, they weren't. You completely turned it against you. Yeah. She mentions that um, in the, you know, the episode before last, and it's like, no, <laughs> that wasn't the case. Right. You created yourself on the spotlight. Yeah, you, You've made it against yourself. Yeah. So she really, I think she really has that mentality to where she's like spiteful and upset. Um, and yeah, there's no way she wants for any of those people in the house. Yeah, besides those three. Yeah, I was disappointed to watch because I hate 
watching these players that go in there that are strong and they do what they have to do but then when it turns around on them they're like i can't believe this is happening to me everyone has been against me the whole time it's like no it's just because you are a strong player and unfortunately you weren't able to keep that under wraps you you went pretty hard that first week getting hoh then winning that veto by a mile because no one can spell more than a four-letter word. And choosing not to use it. And then not using it. And then orchestrating a flip on top of that, of the vote that first yeah, time. Like definitely that, try to do too much. That, yeah, that was too much, too fast. And even for a game that's as quick-paced as this one and as short as this one, that was a lot to do heading in just to the first eviction. So the rabbit hardly ever uh, wins, man. It's yeah. tough. Like they say, it's it's the only at the top. And when you create that type of target, you can only go down. So you, you've got to be you know, stay up there and make sure you're strong. Or again, yeah. if you're going to come out running that that fast, heads up because yeah. there's only one person to gun for, and that's you. Yeah, and even in such a quick pace game, uh, the celebrities so far that have come out, or I guess more Keisha and Shannon, they they even they talk about all the downtime and the boredom in the house too. Uh, which is something to say because they're, this is almost like Survivor where it's like every three days they're voting someone out as opposed to the summer Big Brother where... Definitely you, drawn out. Yeah, but the, the the thing about that is with the summer, it's like you get HOH done on Thursday night. Nominations are Saturday morning with veto on Sunday. And like by Sunday or Monday, everything's already done. So you're sitting from Sunday to Monday all the way to the next eviction on Thursday just waiting for shit to happen. And like people go stir crazy in that house. And the celebrities were no different even though it was at accelerated pace. So... That's another reason why people probably end up blowing up their games more than they realize, just because any word you say can be turned around against you. And when you're sitting there bored and you, you get stir-crazy, you want to do something, that's what gets you into trouble. Well, and all you have time to do is sit there and yep. contemplate and yeah. interpret and misunderstand and think, oh, what do they mean by that? Or what yeah. is this what is, what, is, what is he doing? It's a constant game. And again, that that's part of it. I think you know when it's drawn out in the summer... You see that definitely towards the end. Those last 20 days, these guys are thinking, you know, they walk by and, oh, good morning. He's like, good morning. What the fuck did you tell me good morning? <laughs> what did that mean? What's she trying to say by that? Why'd you come and tell me that? It's like everything that happens, you misconstrue or you're trying to think about and it's part of the game. So, yeah, these guys are these guys are very lucky that this isn't one of those. Um, God, God knows what we get out of Meta. Like, day 45, when he's just, <laughs> I mean... In the jacuzzi by himself with like a snorkel on or something with no water in it, like an empty jacuzzi. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. Meta, the game ended two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? You could have, you won. <laughs> you left. This game's over. You need to leave. The new cast of Big Brother's coming in for, you know, we gotta, we gotta change stuff. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, 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 I kind of hope that they're able to bring back some of these celebrities to like host competitions in the summer and whatnot, just because. That'd be great. Just because like, I feel like it's been an enjoyable cast. Even even Omarosa's stories, whether they're true or not, it, it, it's ratings for CBS, which is, you know, why they that's why they cast her anyway. Of course. But... And God knows she loves the spotlight. She's not going to turn that down. Right. It could have been a $5 prize for the game. Omarosa's like, yeah, I'm in. Which makes you got to wonder, like, either way, whether or not she's telling the truth. I mean, she could just be saying shit just to get airtime it could be true either way it makes for some entertainment so we'll see how long she well let's see how long she lasts i keep thinking because there's eight people it's left, only a week. no there's only a week left let's it's see only, how long she lasts last okay. another week oh my god uh, i'm gonna this give her six hours, <laughs> about six hours. <laughs> <laughs> what happens. 
Uh, any last final thoughts you've had about this season so far, Adrian? No, like I said, enjoyable. Um, def- definitely. And maybe because my I anticipated it being a good season, my expectations were high. Then it was extremely low when I saw the cast. And again, maybe because of that, it's, it's exceeded my expectations again. But um, I liked it. I think, again, there's a, there's a good mix, good combination. They're meshing well. They're playing the game well right off the bat. I think with the fast-paced stuff, they had to learn quickly. Like, day one, they're forming alliances. They're talking about this and who's got that. So it's interesting. Uh, I definitely think, and like I said, I'd like to see them in the future and coming back and either hosting games or, or coming in for tidbits, whatever. But uh, uh, it's interesting. I, I want to see it works out. I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite right now is James. Um, and my Dark Horse is Metal World Peace. And, and considering how well uh, people have been reacting to it, I would not doubt if we have another version of this, maybe this time next year. We'll see. Who knows? It, I know that this is uh, here probably just for the Olympics we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, if they get a big enough draw against Olympic sporting events, then why wouldn't you try and bring them back next year in the same time slot without the Olympics being competing against it? Right, and that's how some of these things start. You know, um, like you said, you got Bachelor in Paradise, you know, not Winter Games, but um, I'd like to see it. <clears throat> I'd like to see it again maybe with, um, like, for charity, so you get a little bigger names in there, see how they play, see how the game's played when it's not their own money and see if they're as ruthless or conspiring, but um, yeah. if not, I'm okay with it. You know, I guess I, I would say, like, this is, like, a D-list celebrities. Um, maybe C, but they're playing well. And I, I think even if they weren't celebrities, it's an enjoyable season. Watching how they came in and kind of how they how they went at each other was good. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, some of them have great personalities, but I think it's success so far. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it uh, goes in, a, in, in exactly one week in about six hours. <laughs> the end, but... Uh, who knows? All right. Well, tweet us your thoughts about the season so far. Who do you think is going to win? Would you like to see this again? Would you like to see? Would you like to see a longer version of Celebrity Big Brother? Would you like to see the regular Big Brother kind of condensed, sort of how this season is? Maybe not to this extent, but like we mentioned at the, at the top of the episode, maybe cut off two, three, four weeks to bring it back down closer to 70, 60 to seventy days, how they originally had it, as opposed to the ninety days. And I, and I think that could work, too. Even if you want to still do 14, 16 people, you still bring in, like, two, three double evictions throughout the season to kind of speed things up. I think it'll work, but it's all about the ratings, so I understand why they have 43 weeks of Big Brother during the summer. But anyway, as we said, <laughs> tweet us at this WK Game Shows or hit us up at the hashtag twigs, hashtag reality rundown. Again, let us know winner picks, what you think of the competitions of the contestants, what you think of them actually playing for money and not for charity. Or or you can hit, uh, hit me up at Twitter at James Dallas Lape. Uh, give me your thoughts there as well. Make sure you follow us on Facebook now. We're up on there, up on Twitter. Hoping to get on Instagram and a website running up here in the near future. Not going to be giving any dates yet just because I don't want to be beholden to them as we are fixing up at the end of, what, six, seven weeks now here on the air at this weekend game shows. Not bad. Yeah. Decent, decent little run. Yeah, I know, right? Thank uh, you, everyone. Shout out to list. Shout out for listening. <laughs> Make sure you also share... Uh, our podcasts on your various social media avenues as well and try and get as many people as you can to listen to us to 
give us more incentive to come back and do this every week or multiple times a week because we love to have you guys listen and we love to interact with you on social media. Please let us know your thoughts. Yeah, all your friends are doing it, so don't be the only not cool friend <laughs> that's not listening to us. <laughs> all right, my friends. He's Adrian. I'm JD. We'll see you next week. Later, guys.